0: It's my desire to. Own Lord, have your me. Hallelujah. Amen. May the peace of God be with us all. Amen. I thank the presbytery also for an opportunity to speak this morning. Praise God. Today is the first day of March. And by calculation, it's by, uh, the 61st day of the year. Hallelujah. And we thank God so much for how far he has brought us. This year, the church is looking at a glorious church possessing the nation. Hallelujah. Praise God. And in line of that, this morning, I want to speak on the topic, Unlocking the Manifestation of the Presence of God to Possess the Nation. Hallelujah. Unlocking the Presence of God. To possess the nation. Hallelujah. And our main text will be Exodus chapter 3. The verse 1 to 5. Praise God. I believe that one thing the church needs in this day. Is to experience the manifestation of the presence. Hallelujah. Our churches these days are being fashioned like political parties. You attend church service it's all noise. And there's no time for the presence. Hallelujah. These days, people don't go to church because they want to experience the presence of God. Rather, they go to church because they have this superstar pastor who is going to mesmerize him. Hallelujah. But the purpose of the church is for you to know him. Hallelujah. And experience his presence daily. Praise God. Some of us these days, We travel not to seek after the presence. We travel just to seek men of God. Hallelujah. We run after anointings rather than the anointer. Praise God. But I pray that at the end of this message, God will place in you a desire to hunger and thirst for his presence. Hallelujah. I believe that as a church that is willing to possess the nation, The presence of God is indispensable. Hallelujah. So Jesus told the disciples that behold, I send the promise of the Father, but tarry ye in Jerusalem until you have been what? Endued with power from on high when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You cannot represent him outside of his spirit. And it's the presence that comes with the spirit that brings the empowerment to possess the nations. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want you to desire... For that presence, the manifestation of God's presence. Hallelujah. Now, Moses in Exodus 33. See, Moses was a man that when we talk about the presence of God, he had an unparalleled experience. Hallelujah. God said that if I raise up servants and prophets, I will speak to them in dreams and in visions. By my servant Moses, I speak to him mouth to mouth, face to face, hallelujah. But Moses in the wilderness, God said, "Because his people are stiff-necked, he's going to send an angel before him. But Moses said, "No, if your presence does not go with us, do not carry us from here. That means that angels will not even carry it. Hallelujah. We need the presence of God more than anything else. Hallelujah. And Moses understood this, that there's no substitute for the presence. Hallelujah. Now, David also, in Psalm 51, praying that prayer of forgiveness after his adulterous relationship with Bathsheba, hallelujah, the Bible said, David prayed and said, Cast me not away from your presence and take not your spirit from me. Hallelujah. I hope someone is following this morning. It tells you David was ready to lose his kinship. He was ready to lose anything else apart from the presence of God. And this morning, if there's one thing I want you to desire, I want you to desire for the manifestation of the presence of God. You want it to be a daily and continuous experience. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah you realize that an encounter with the presence will transform your life. Praise God. Sometimes we come to church and we are in a hurry to preach so many of our distilled sermons. Hallelujah. I don't think you can preach and heaven will say, yeah, what a sermon. I believe that Christ himself is the word. Hallelujah. So we didn't know the word more than him. But if you desire the presence men and women of God that were willing to put pressure on heaven were men that were ready at all costs to experience the presence. And as the sermon progresses, you come to understand why there is the need for the presence in these last days. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now let me give you some few examples of the encounters of the presence. Moses. Uh, So Exodus 3, that will be our main text before we read that. Then encounter of Gideon with God. See, Gideon was working, hiding behind closed doors because at the time the Israelites were being harassed by the Midianites. Hallelujah. And The Bible said that he had an encounter with the angel of God. He said, mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. Gideon was a coward by his encounter with God, transformed him from a coward into a brave man. Hallelujah. The story of Isaiah in Isaiah 6. He said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I, Isaiah, saw heaven open and the Lord highly exalted. Hallelujah. You see, when you have an encounter with the presence, when Isaiah saw the majesty, the providence, the sovereignty of God, he said, Woe is me, for I am an unworthy son. Hallelujah. This morning, these are a few examples. Of the encounters hallelujah now i've been talking about the present what is the presence of god sometimes we come to church and we believe that the presence is that atmosphere that we experience during worship the atmosphere we we experience doing prayers yes that is good but the presence of god goes deeper than that hallelujah now in exodus 33 The verse 11, when Moses said, if your presence, the Hebrew word there is pane, or pane, P-A-N-E-H. The A has something on top. I don't know what it is. And that word means face, hallelujah. And when you talk about the face of a person, you are referring to what the personality of that person, hallelujah. So if apostle asks you to come, appear before his presence, that means you are coming to face him, hallelujah. You are encountering his personality. Is someone following. So the presence of God is deeper than just an experience that you feel like, that, uh, how do you even describe it? You come to church sometimes, feel like, you know, those goosebumps and all that. But what I mean is having an encounter with the personality of God, hallelujah. And I pray that if there's anything else you would desire, let it this be the, the most important desire of your Christian journey. To experience the manifestation of the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, that when we talk about the presence of God, we are talking about the face of God, which is also the personality. The presence of God is the atmosphere of heaven. The very substance of the kingdom. And the evidential presence of God himself. Hallelujah. Having an atmosphere of heaven. The substance of the kingdom of God. And the evidence of God present in your life. God himself. That's the presence of God I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So the presence of God is not a feeling. Hallelujah. It's a relationship. Praise God. It's a place where you have a relationship. A communion with God. Through my research, I realized that there's even a difference between the glory and the presence. Hallelujah. And the glory is the attribute that you see. And that is even for everyone else, including the unbelievers, to appreciate the glory of God. But the presence of God is conditional upon your personal relationship with Him. So God will not reveal Himself to anyone He does not have a relationship with. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is someone following? Now, when we talk about the presence of God, there are about three levels of his presence. We have the omnipresence of God, the manifest presence, and the indwelling presence. Hallelujah. The omnipresence means that God is everywhere. Hallelujah. Whether you perceive him or not, the presence of God is everywhere. The presence of God is in every church. Praise God. As long as that church is built on the foundation of Christ. Hallelujah. Now, for the students amongst us, a quick reference is Psalm 139, verse 7. David was saying that, from whence can I run away from your presence? Wherever I go, your presence is with me. Now, the manifest presence, in the old day before the Holy Spirit came down, When God needed to empower people to do his work, his spirit will come upon them. They will experience his presence. Hallelujah. So that manifest presence is the empowerment by the spirit. Hallelujah. In short, you receive the power of God to do his will through the Holy Spirit. And there are so many instances in the Bible. So the prophet said, on the day of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord came upon me. And I prophesied as I saw. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the indwelling presence, praise be unto Jesus. I said, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. Does someone have Christ in him this morning? See the way you are sitting down. You don't even appreciate what you have. This presence I'm talking about is in you. God in you, God with you, and God upon you. Hallelujah. That is what I'm talking about. The presence. If you experience the presence in all these three dimensions, I believe that it will be evident for everyone to to see. So in possessing the nations, when you stand, uh, the presence will move. Hallelujah. Now, God, as he revealed himself in time past, is still doing it right now. There are many testimonies about people having encounters with God. Vivid descriptions of Christ himself. Hallelujah. Now, one thing that you have to appreciate is when you have an encounter with the presence. You see, you'll be broken, I tell you. When you have an encounter with God, when his glorious light shines in your life, that is when you even begin to see the darkness, your state in him. That's why when Isaiah saw the glory of God, he realized he was a sinner. Hallelujah. This morning, now about, I've spoken a little about the presence. Now I want to look at how to unlock the manifestation of the presence. So let's take our Bibles to Exodus 3, the verse 1 to 5. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert. And came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Verse 3. And Moses said, I will now turn aside. Hallelujah. If that Bible is just underline the word, I will now turn aside. And see this great sight. Why the bush is not burnt. Four, and when the lord saw that he turned aside to see i want you to align that and when the lord saw that he turned aside to see god called him out of the midst of the bush and said moses moses and he said here am i verse five and he said draw not nigh hither put off thy shoes from thy feet for the place where thou standest is holy hallelujah The passage we just read shows that probably this is a place Moses has been passing. See, Moses, after he ran away from Egypt, after committing murder, went to the land of the Midians, met uh, Jethro's daughter, and after some years, he even gave him uh, one of the daughters to marry, is Zipporah. So, I believe that Moses has been a shepherd for a long time. And probably this is the same place he has been using the sheep or the flock to feed all the time. But one day, Moses, the same place that probably he has been passing, without any fanfare, the presence of God was trapped in a bush. In that bush, the presence of God existed. In that bush... The power of God existed. The great I am was in that bush. But the Bible said he never spoke unto Moses' said, I will now turn aside to look at this bush. And the Bible said uh, what the Lord saw, that Moses' turn aside he spoke so it was the turning aside of moses that unlocked the presence of god beloved you have god in your church you have god in your ministry you have god in your business but until you turn aside god will not speak many of us we are waiting to experience the manifestation of god's presence but until you turn aside from some things you will not experience the manifestation of his presence hallelujah He turned aside. You see, I believe Moses could have just looked at it. Oh, what a nice view. And passed on. Hallelujah. Casually. And God will not have spoken. And that's how some of us are. We give casual attention to the appearances of God. You see, God wants you to give him a detailed attention. Hallelujah. Tell your brother sitting next to you that God wants you to give him a detailed attention. You see, if you want to experience the presence, you have to give him attention. Hallelujah. And you cannot give him attention until you turn. Hallelujah. Now, they're turning aside. Before Moses turned to look at the bush, he was with the flock. Hallelujah. So he turned from the flock and I believe that the flock represented something which I want to share with you. One, the flock here represented what Moses respected. I believe that those of us that are married, you will appreciate that if you have to take care of the business of an (laughs) in-law, if it messes up the embarrassment, Oh, you get it wrong. I mean, it would be an, a shameful experience. Hallelujah. So Moses turned away or aside from something he respected. Praise God. Moses was a fugitive, as I said. Jethro took him, gave his daughter for him to marry. So I believe out of gratitude, Moses said, okay, if you have a flock, let me just take care of them. Now, in the bush, where the glory and the presence of God is. Now, assuming the flock is here, and you know how sh- sheep sometimes can behave. Now, turning away from them and giving attention to this, I believe that by the time you turn back, some probably may have scattered. If there's any wild beast, might have killed or slaughtered some of them. Hallelujah. But Moses was ready to turn away from what he respected to give attention to what he revered. Hallelujah. And this morning, if you are not ready to turn away from that thing you respect so much, to give attention to God, beloved, you will never experience the presence of God. Hallelujah. So Bible says in Hebrews that by faith, when Moses came of age, he refused to be called what? The son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer afflictions with the people of God, than to enjoy the treasures of Egypt. Praise God. So he esteemed the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. said, by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Maybe your in-law will be upset. You have to leave. See, there are some things to respect in this life. I don't know what it is, but you know, Maybe you are doing a particular job. You know that because of this job, you are compromising. It's time for you to leave. Hallelujah. It's time for you to turn aside, to unlock the presence of God. Hallelujah. I also believe that the flock represented something he loved. Hallelujah. Now, to be a shepherd, I believe you have to fall in love with your flock. I believe that at this point Moses even knew the the sheep by name. He could identify each one of them. Hallelujah! But there come a time that you have to turn away from something you love in order to unlock the manifestation of the presence. Is someone here ready to make that sacrifice? See, you love that music. You love that boyfriend, that girlfriend of yours that you've been hiding in darkness, doing things you are not supposed to do. It is time to turn away from that relationship. Hallelujah. You love that entertainment. Some of the Christians, you can't even distinguish them from unbelievers. Now they they dance the same, dance they dance. You sing the same song they sing. There's no difference. But this morning, until you are ready, To turn away from something you love, you cannot experience the manifestation of God's presence. Hallelujah. See, you cannot serve two masters. You have to decide at the beginning of your Christian journey that, oh God, I want to live for you. That is why I sang that song, that this is my desire, to honor you, oh God. This morning, I pray that there will be a desire that the spirit of God will invoke a hunger, a thirst in your spirit for his presence. So Jesus said, if anyone will leave his family, his mother, his father, his brothers and sisters, I will give unto him hundredfold in this life and in the next life, eternal life. Beloved, it is time. You haven't experienced the manifestation, but if you want to have an encounter with the presence, you have to turn away from that thing you love. You have to turn away from that music. Some of us in social media, the moment we wake up, the first thing we do, go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, see the post. You hardly even have time to give God attention through devotion. You do devotion for 10 minutes and you are done. Now, if I ask that amongst us today, who has been able to have his quiet time consistently for just one week, I believe there will be trouble. But this morning, until you are ready, you see, God will not, let me emphasize this, will not reveal himself to someone who is half committed. You know, people say that half a loaf is better than none. But let me tell you, in the things of God, half of a loaf is never better than none. It's all or none. Either you have it or you don't. Hallelujah. So when it comes to the things of God, you have to be fully committed. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, the third thing was, Moses was used to the flock. Hallelujah. And this is an area where we have a problem. You know, sometimes we do not embrace the challenges of change. Some of us, we come to church and we believe we must worship God according to a pattern. A pattern that we are used to, a pattern that we know. So, when maybe they make a little tweak to their service, (coughs) today I didn't feel the spirit. No. See, until you come to the point where you are willing to embrace change. See, the nature of God does not change. But God is not static. That's what you have to understand. God is dynamic. So there are times that you come to church, and after opening prayer, I want to uh, minister the word. There are times you come to church, and there will be no worship. It doesn't mean that the church wasn't led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. So don't use your past experiences to judge the present. Hallelujah. So if you want to experience the manifestation of God's, God's presence, you must be willing to embrace change. Because there are times that maybe God revealed himself to you in a dream. There are other times he may not come in a dream. He will come in another form. Hallelujah. But you should have the spirit of discernment to know. Praise God. The last thing that Moses, I want to, the flock represented was something he was leading. See, if you want to unlock the manifestation of God's presence... You have to turn away from what you are leading, what you are instructing, to receive instruction. Hallelujah. And I believe this is not an easy place. Not for anyone. You are a boss somewhere. But in order to experience the presence of God, when you encounter God, you have to be able to submit. You must be ready to receive instructions. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You see, I wrote here that never walk with people you can always outshine. Some of us, our friends are those unbelievers who can't even pray for five minutes. So maybe you have a prayer meeting, you pray for ten minutes and you think you are there. No. Always get someone who is spiritually mature than you. Have someone as a spiritual father that you can look up to. Hallelujah. That you can receive instructions from. Because in order to unlock their presence, you see... God was trapped in the bush. Presence of God was there. That's why the bush was burning but I wasn't consumed. But God never spoke until Moses said, let me now turn aside. Hallelujah. You see, you're turning aside from what you are giving instructions to. To receive instruction is what will unlock the presence of God. Hallelujah. I concluded by saying there's no formula for unlocking their presence. Uh, These are just a few nuggets I have put down. But then, you see, if you look at the examples of those men of valor, Bible said, by faith they subdued kingdoms, while they wrought righteousness, they stopped the mouth of lions, praise God. They quenched the violence of fire, they worked valiant, and they put the army of the aliens to flight, Hallelujah. Now, the Bible was talking about the Daniels. It was talking about the Gideon, Joshua, Samson, David, Daniel, and the three Hebrew boys. Now, let me share with you a little about Daniel. You see, in the time of King Nebuchadnezzar, these three boys, four Hebrew boys have been captured as captives. And the Bible said, because Daniel excelled, and was set as a president, the others envied him. They wanted a way to get rid of Daniel. But Daniel, they realized there was nothing. There was no fault. So the only thing they could do was to get the king to make a decree that no one should pray to any god except the king for 30 days. You see? But Daniel, the Bible said, the day he heard that the decree has been signed, He opened his window. See, this is a man who had no fear for his life. He was willing. He was willing to put pressure on heaven. That even though a decree has been made, That no one should pray to God, but he turned aside from his life. He was willing to sacrifice his own life to experience the manifestation of God. And the Bible said, as he prayed, the king was informed and lions were being starved. But the Bible said, they cast Daniel into the lion's den. But because he was willing to turn away from his life, the lion of the tribe of Judah was already in that den. So the lions could not harm him. This morning, if you are here, the Bible declares uh, that he that saves his life uh, shall lose it. But if anyone is willing to lose his life for my sake, in the end he shall gain it. Beloved, if you are willing to sacrifice something for God, You will experience the presence like never before. When Daniel decided that even though a decree has been made, uh, I don't care what it is, even if it means I'm going to die, I will still pray unto God. And when God saw that, he had no option but to descend down into the lion's den, uh, lions that have been starved. When Daniel was taken out, those conspirators were cast back. The Bible said they did not even reach the den, the lions had already finished them. Hallelujah. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. See, these were men that they believed in the power of God. So, a decree has been made. We've set up a golden image. Everyone should bow. And see, one thing about the Hebrew boys is that they have been taught from infancy that you, have, you shall have no other God as far from Yahweh. Said, Behold Israel, the Lord your God is one. Hallelujah. So they will not bow down to any other God. Now, in this phase of fairy fairness, I believe that if they have set up a fire and ask all of us that you mention the name of God, and you'll be cast into the fire. I believe that most of us will run away. Sometimes the question I ask myself is, if you were in Saudi Arabia, will you be a Christian? Oh yes, if you are born in Saudi Arabia. You see, the men of God, the preachers, are those preaching in those areas. If you are God, you'll be beheaded. But these people, they love not their lives. Hallelujah. So they follow the Lamb of God, whosoever he goeth. And they love not their life even unto the death. Hallelujah. Now, Nebuchadnezzar called these three boys. I'm talking about unlocking the manifestation. You see, Moses' instance, he had to turn away from something he respected, something he loved, something he was used to, something he was leading in order to unlock the manifestation of the presence. But Daniel had to turn away from his own life because his life was on the line. Now, these three Hebrew boys, too, the same thing. That the, uh, uh, the text is Daniel 4. Those of us who want to make scripture references. So, they went to report to their king that these three boys have refused to bow down to the golden image. So, the king was so furious that when they came, he said, Okay. They said, You did not bow. That's all right. But now, you are here. They are going to sound the alarm or whatever. But in my presence, I want you to bow. Uh, the Bible, how they said it is even nice. I said, Oh, King, we do not care to answer you in this matter. For our God is able to deliver us from your hands. And even if, you see, that is the difference between those men of God in our days said, even if these men believed in the God they said, they taught what they believed and they believed what they taught. So I said, even if he does not save us, even if we will not bow in the midst of the most powerful king that probably ever lived, you stand before him and say, king, we do not care to answer. I believe that they showed him some arrogant. Wait, okay, we don't need to answer you in this matter. For the God we serve,. you see, if you are willing to turn away from your own life, God has no option but to come down from heaven, into the fire with them. So didn't we cast three people? How then do we see a fourth who looks like the Son of Man? How did they know that one was the Son of Man? See, these were men that they are talking was congruent with their conviction. Hallelujah. Praise God. I pray that God will bring us to that place where we will have such men in our generation. Men like the Elijahs. So they went to Elijah and said, man of God. Said, if I be the man of God, let fire come down and consume thee and thy 50. See, that was the latest test for being a man of God. The ability to command fire from heaven. See, that leaves us with a great challenge these days. Because there are so many men of God. Hallelujah. But if you look at the Old Testament, you realize they needed just one man of God at any time. They needed just one Moses at any time. And when he spoke, heaven responded. Hallelujah. I Our end with the experience of Paul the Apostle. On the way to Damascus, when he had an encounter with God, someone who was pursuing him now turned aside and became the one that wrote almost uh, one third of the New Testament. Hallelujah. He said he bears the mark of Christ. In his own body, that is what the presence of God can do. I believe I have stirred in you that desire for the presence this morning. I believe I have invoked a hunger and thirst for the presence, but it comes at a cost. Uh, Moses had to forsake Egypt. You cannot unlock the presence until you are ready uh, to make that sacrifice. Stand on your feet. Le ya e kaha. Maradados e Rehe sette. Maradus e capa. Close your eyes and lift up your two hands. Le Levazuni broski hasete. Corabasate. Lift up your two hands unto God. Lift up your two hands. Mandebros e capa. Re casata dos e mahasa. Ralu yande kadobose. Lord, I give you my heart, oh, I give you my soul, oh, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm away, Lord, have your Amén. Oh.